Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to search between our couch cushions for the components of our game, which is a unique experience. Uh, or perhaps you are one of those people which still carries cash money or coins in your pocket, and you are set, most likely. You do need a certain amount of coins and a value, certain values to play this game, uh, but you're going to use those coins to play a little game called Coin Age. Not coinage. Don't put them together. <laughs> Coin Age. This is a game that uh, was published in 2013, uh, or created almost. I published. It's sort of funny. I mean, it was published, but it's this is such a, a just more of a concept of rules that was created. They did do a Kickstarter for this uh, in 2013, but uh, you definitely don't need that to play it. Um, created by Adam P. McIver, and uh, it is a two-player game. It plays in about 15-ish minutes, is what it's rated at. And a very pretty light game, but it's basically a territory control game and has a very cool little set of rules that you're going to be using and using also the coins that I mentioned in your pocket. You each will have a certain amount of coins, the same amount, and you're going to be trying to take over a little map um, through the course of the game. And uh, anyway, not much more I should say I can say about that outside of getting into the rules. So we might as well just get into the rules on how you actually do this. And uh, yeah, take it away. All right. So to play the game, uh, essentially you're going to have a card, which is the map. Uh, and there are a few varying different uh, versions of the map. I think there's about four different ones that came with the, if you got the Kickstarter version, there's four different kinds. Uh, but there, there's essentially one main one that you can use that I've used most of the time. And it essentially has, let's see, uh, so 10 different sections that you can put coins in. Uh, and they're kind of divided up into regions. So there's like a dark brown region, a bright green region a light green region and a really really dark brown region uh, <laughs> and they all have different sizes it's it's i'm gonna i'm gonna get to that much later but uh you have the map that's played out into the center nothing is on it it's just the map and then you divide up the coins uh the coins that you need you're gonna need a dollar 56 uh which means you're gonna need uh each player will get one quarter two nickels three pennies and four dimes uh the actual currency of it is not important it's the sizes that really matter in this case and the fact that they have two sides a heads and a tails um, again if you have the kickstarter version uh, they actually they, they give you stickers to put on these coins uh, so that it's a lot easier to tell which sides heads and which sides uh, tails so if you're playing in like low light or for some reason if you have really really worn out money that's hard to tell what sides <laughs> what i guess the 1970s uh, it, it makes it really good the stickers are they they color them so that one side is uh, silver the other side is gold so it's very easy to tell what is what and it also puts numbers on them to e easily indicate what a rank it is rank in this particular game meaning um how I guess how powerful it is, and uh, so the quarter has a four on it, the nickels have threes, the pennies have twos, and the dimes have ones on them. So what's going to happen is, and this I, I had to look up how to start the game. It's a really weird way <laughs> of starting. It's you flip a coin to determine who's playing as heads, or right. at the very least, who's playing what, and then heads will start. Not just pick... <laughs> What, whether your heads or tails, and then flip to see who goes tails first. Made, which tails never the starts. More, 
<laughs> Which seems the more logical. The only right. reason I could see for doing it the other way is if for some reason you're like keeping track of the game, it's just like, well, heads always starts. Right. You know? <laughs> kind of like in chess where you might keep track of the game so you could learn from it. Uh, maybe that's what they were planning on doing. I don't know. But it's it's a, <laughs> it's kind of a convoluted way of, of picking who starts. Anyway, uh, the starting player, uh, whenever a player starts their turn, they will take one of every coin they have available in their bank. Again, all the coins I named are all the ones in their bank. So that's what it'll be referred to as. Uh, so, for example, if when you're drawing your coins you don't have a quarter, then you would just take a nickel, a penny, and a dime. But in the beginning of them all, so you take one of each of those types of coins, put them all in your hand, kind of shake them up, and it says to slap them onto the table or, you know, carefully put it onto the table in such a way that it's random and that you're not making too much noise, depending on the place that you're in. <laughs> uh, then uh, you look at what ones came up on your side. So if you're playing heads, you're looking at how many of them are heads. And then they have a little chart to indicate what types of actions you can take depending on what things turned up and what things turned down. So, for example, if uh, all five, or sorry, all four, because the, that's the max you can have, if all four of the coins, if you had four, uh, are all your face, then you have a choice between either placing two of them on the map or you can pay one of your coins to the other player and then place the remaining three coins onto the map, and whichever one you pay is up to you. Uh, if you had only three, then you get to place two of those coins, any two of those coins that turned up yours, onto the map. If you had two, then you can place those two onto the map. Uh, if you had only had one of them turn up yours, you can place that one and move a stack that is on the map, and th these are interchangeable, so you could move and then place your coin that came up. Uh, and if you had none of them turn up on your side uh, of, the, of the coin, you can capture uh, one coin from the map, the, and by capture, that would be taking one coin off. Uh, you can stack these, and I'll get to that, but if you were to capture something, you would only take the top coin of that stack and add it to your bank, and then you can move something, or again, move and then capture. Uh, so just a little bit more clarifications on, so this, so placing means placing in any location on the map, so as, as I mentioned, there are 10 different locations, and they're kind of hexagon shaped, so it's easy to tell what's adjacent to what, you know, if so if when you're moving things, uh, you can move across any edge, you can't move things off of the card, obviously, uh, and you can't jump over things if you're going to move things, and you obviously can't push things out of the way. Uh, paying is clearly you just pay one of the coins, and then the capturing, uh, essentially, uh, as, as I explained, you take something off. But when you place something on the board, uh, you're always available to place anything on an open space. Uh, but if you were to place something on top of someone else's coin, or technically you can place it on top of your own, although I'm not sure why you would do that, but you can do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, is it's essentially like the Towers of Hanoi is a smaller coin always needs to go on top of a, a larger coin. So you can place a three on top of a four, a two on top of a three, and a one on top of a two. Uh, I'm also pretty sure you can place smaller ones. So you could technically place a one on top of a four. Am I correct on that, Chuck? I think so. Yeah, Once again, I, I'm, new to, I'm new to this. That's the way I always <laughs> this one's new to me too, so I'm like, you probably know more than I do. So I'm assuming that's. Yeah, so I probably I do. Think, I think I've that's had this right, game but... a lot longer than you. Have. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and so you keep doing that. As Chuck mentioned, it is an area control game. So what you're trying to do is have uh, the most of your faces on top. You also want to have a majority of your faces in the regions uh, because the game will end when one of two things happens. Either one player runs out of coins in their bank or the last open space on the map has been filled. Uh, once the game is ended, you essentially tabulate your points uh, based on two things. You look at uh, what coins you have on the board that are face up, and you get those totals. And at least this is the way they order it in, in the how you tabulate the rules. Is you look at the rank of each of your coins and add them up, and that is your total. But you can double the values of the ranks if you control a region. So for example, in the, uh, let's say you had a region that was three spaces big, if I'm heads and I have controlled two of the head space, two spaces with my heads and only I didn't control the other one, which was tails, uh, I would control that region. So I would take the ranks of both of those coins that I had in there and double the value. Uh, so you'd do that with every single region. Uh, again, there's pretty much in every map, there's four regions, I believe. Uh, there might be one where there's five. I think they, they might split it up like that. But four or five regions, you look it over, double it if you have it. If you aren't controlling the region, you still get the values of those ranks. Uh, they just aren't doubled. Uh, and then you also get one point for every coin you have left in your bank. Not, not for the rank, but every coin that you have left in your bank. Uh, and whoever has the larger of the two wins the game. If there's a tie, it's whoever has the most coins in their bank. Uh, and that is that's pretty much it. It's pretty quick. And there you go. So one thing uh, to, I think worth mentioning is what do they do if you said um, you roll or you shake and roll one of each type? What if they do not have one of each type? If they don't have one of each? To, oh, yeah. I, I, I alluded to it. If they don't have it, you just don't do that. So, for example, as I mentioned, if you didn't have uh, a quarter, then you would only do the nickel penny and dime or right. if you had no dimes left over for some reason which would be really difficult to have no dimes left over uh, <laughs> then you would just <laughs> just do the quarter nickel and penny uh, so <laughs> i've got all quarters you, you, only, you only flip one of each type and if you don't have it then you just don't flip that type there you go yeah and that is pretty much it so um yeah that is coin age Excuse me. Um, yeah, I was surprised by this one. I uh, I was kind of interested, really intrigued when you brought it up, and uh, looking forward to trying it. But a lot of these small games, they're kind of like, they're kind of one note-ish. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't expect a ton for a, a small game. I mean, it's more of just like, well, wait, that's a, did, that's a, did you say one notice or one two notish? One two notish. <laughs> they're both one. So a little bit of Sean Connery in there. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one two notish. <laughs> <laughs> into my Sean Connery impression there, um, yeah. So, but this one uh, is more than more to it than I thought there would be. I really am impressed by these rules. It's such a cool little set of rules for um, something you probably have easy access to if you don't already just have it in your pocket. This um, this amount of coins. Um, and once again, to clarify to everyone, the Alex said it before, but just as we're talking about this remind yourself that it is the size physical size of the coin that that explains their value not the currency value of them that's very important so pennies are worth more than they are in the real world they're actually worth something in <laughs> in this game and dimes are the dime a dozen hey there we go that's a even hey! more apt phrase for this game um <laughs> the most common uh size in this game 
So, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game. This was a uh, cool one. We actually didn't, uh, this is a print and play one, but why I was staying with some family and their printer was something was wrong with their printer. So I just drew it <laughs> on a piece of paper and, uh, that worked just fine. It's, it'd be nice to actually have the Kickstarter one. The actual cards are really cool looking, even though you can play this with, as I did with the drawing and some little clarifications on the drawing. But, uh, yeah, I was impressed. This game is really fun. So you brought this one to the table. What what's your experience with this guy? Um, I've had a couple of different. But I tend to only play this with my wife. Uh, I think her attitudes changed toward. We actually got a few plays in recently. But when I got it, she was like, "Eh, she is not a huge area control type person." Sure. She. I don't. I'm not even sure she's won this game. I, she may have won the game a few times early on, but they were usually few and far between so that also kind of tainted her her view towards this game because she's like ah i don't know what i'm doing i don't really know the best moves i should be making and to be honest there are best moves that you should be making when you when it's a there is strategy to it which is the really interesting thing when you flip the coins you're usually hoping you flip certain things like oh like if i can just get you know through you know two things to place, I can end the game, or, ooh, I just need to remove something, or I need to move one of their the stacks over. There are definitely things you want to do, and you're just hoping that you get the right thing out of it. And if you don't get the right thing out of it, there still are good choices and bad choices to be making. Sometimes there aren't as good of choices, or sometimes you think the choices are, well, no matter what I do, they're going to undo it the next turn. Or, But there are definitely interesting choices to be made based on what comes out and i i was kind of thinking about it before we were talking and i'm like it's a little bit like risk but much smaller and much quicker with right. risk you're rolling dice and it's just like why well, rolled higher and but i'm defending so i break the tie type of a thing and it gets really annoying and takes way too long this is such a much more interesting compact version of that and gives even more intrigue to well do i want to put it on top of that quarter or do i want to just not worry about that and take more area there's tough calls because you're thinking about well if i leave them that four that four is going to be worth a lot but if i cover it up then i'm not taking a bunch of land and the game's still going to be going and i don't know what controlling interest i have or should i just let go of that region and you know make them putter around for other things and think i'm doing something else there's a, a lot of interesting things and the the recent few games I played with my wife, she kind of like she she definitely indicated I still don't like area control. She doesn't like it, but she kind of was understanding why why I like the game as much as I do. Sure. And the, I think the one major thing that turned her around completely is she actually started looking at the map uh, that you're playing on, and they have <laughs> filled it with so many puns that she's just like, I really like that. Like, there's, like, I, the map we were playing, we were playing on, like, the winter map, and she saw that there was a... Ch- chill cago and she's like oh i like chill cago i like <laughs> that's all she cared about was taking control of chill cago or like the uh there's the 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 copper peaks or the the plains of cash uh k-a-s-h-e <laughs> right. there was there was one where she was reading it on one of the maps and it was essentially the sea O-ion, and she kept reading it over and over going, what's C-O-I-N? I don't know. I'm like, how do you spell coin? She's like, C-O-O. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, got it. Like, 
Yeah. Every little bit of it on all of the maps. There's just like the little cute. They didn't need to do it at all. It's the super simple thing to do. The name of the game, as you mentioned, Coinage and Coin Age. It's they really had some fun with with that. And right. I think that was just like she looked at that and was just like, you know what? I, I like that. I, I'm fine with it now. She's okay with the game. I don't think <laughs> I don't think she's gonna have as many chills go down her when I say, hey, let's play play coin age usually she has the same attitude of that as she does towards hive where she's like no i don't i don't want to i don't want to think about that now i think she's gonna be like oh i guess we can play some with some of these other maps because she was really intrigued by the other map she's like oh well that's that's cool i like that because i was kind of getting bored of the same old map that we had so um i i i like it and i think we'll probably get a few more plays of it just because it's it's so tiny and it's easy to take out what about you yeah, I I was really impressed by it. I wasn't sure what to expect, and um, uh, but yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked kind of what you said before. There's there every time you roll or yeah, roll I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Are you rolling the dice? You flipping the dice? Or the uh, coins? You're not really flipping. Um, you're just kind of shaking them around. Yeah, shaking <laughs> and then slamming them on the table. Um, yeah, I was surprised at how much variety there's stuff to do on each turn. There's at least a couple good options for you and and to do. And there's usually more than a couple direct options, but there's there's like well, obviously depending on what you what flips up, you're you've got some the a certain amount of choices available to you, but I was really impressed by how many options it felt like there were each turn and how good they were or how there's like that press your luck element like can I should I let that sit or should I do it now? Should I play this now or hold it um you know the quarter having only one quarter or four value coin that's such an interesting big strategy thing like you can t- it's obviously a huge target so you can use it as bait to, you know someone's probably going to go after it so that's kind of wasting one of their coins to to, to take it over or uh, claim it um or at least pay attention to what it's doing and uh so there's all this like feints and um uh, overt little strategies that you can play with throughout the course of the game that I really didn't expect. I thought it was going to be more like there's one thing you do, it's just who can do it fastest, which is a lot of these small games, like really small games like this. But this one just had so much more depth that I was really impressed. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I'd, I'd like to play, play more. We didn't get to play too many games of it, even though it plays fast. And um, I'd really like to make a much nicer <laughs> map <laughs> and perhaps on a color printer and maybe get it laminated or something. I will definitely get it laminated if it's just printer paper, um, but uh, make a few of the maps and have them with because, yeah, it was just kind of a really neat experience and I could see just keeping it in your pocket and, um, you know, it's, I believe the Kickstarter one was like a credit card size, right? Like that's the same yeah, as... Yeah, the, the Kickstarter one is credit card size and it's actually like a nice, real thick plastic. Like yeah. It's it's pretty thick. Um, it's essentially a credit card, is what it is. Right, oh, right. Or a, or a library card, if you want to look at it that way, depending <laughs> on how how high tech your library is. I guess. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I've I've seen pictures of it. It looks really nice. I'm a little jealous that I that you can't just buy those. I've actually I've heard you can find them these days still. But um, occasionally I occasionally see it as on the like the counters of some game stores here and there. So if, oh, I'll keep if, my eyes up then. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's great. I love little games that are. I've, I've been really falling in love with Button Shy even more lately because I've been playing more of their games since the shutdown of everything. And I love the portability of those, of course. But just this is great that you can just have it with you at all times, and it doesn't really take up any space. To be honest, outside yeah. of the, having to find coins in this day and age when I never carry cash <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but 
you can use uh, other things potentially if you're in a pinch. I, obviously, coins are the easiest to get a hold of. But um, but anyway, it's it's nice. I really enjoyed it. And Shelly liked it too. We both like Area Control. Uh, one of our go-to games for a long, long time used to be um, uh, Ryan Lockhart's game. Um, oh, shoot. God, no, I'm drawing. I'm like, what's that game? <laughs> I just I just drove uh, seven hours with my wife, you guys. So I'm a little brain dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the game? Uh, Eight Minute Empire. There oh, we go. God, yeah, yeah, Eight Minute Empire. I'm like sitting here going, I know what game you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like looking on my shelves frantically. Where right. is it? Where is it? It's scary. I know it. Uh, uh, we love that game. That was one of our uh, first getting back into board game games, and we just love played the heck out of that game because it's just such a fun. I don't know. There's something about area control that you can play quick in a game like that. It's fast. It's not eight minutes, but it's fast, and that's enjoyable. And you could play it casually over a conversation and and um, and a drink or some food. And it's just I don't know. It just sort of lends itself to taking out area control is sort of a satisfying thing. And apparently, whatever size you have it. So I can't think of a smaller area control game that's possible than this. So I think this is probably the lo- lowest <laughs> size area control that you can do. Up to, you know, of course, there's tons of games now that have a lot of area control or, I don't know, I guess a, a war game if you want to go crazy. Although I wouldn't take that out. That's probably too much. Yeah. So, yeah, really impressed. Really impressed. Really enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to playing this more in the future and messing around with uh, some of the other maps and actually getting a nice map as opposed to a uh, smeared piece of printer paper or <laughs> with my drawings on it and the ink gets rubbed all over the place. Um, so, yeah, let's get into taking it out then and uh, how you can take this out. Obviously, we just went over this a bunch of how easy it is to take out. This is fits in your pocket, and, of course, you... Uh, might already have coins, but if you don't, throw a dollar fifty-six in your pocket, or I guess you'd each have to throw a dollar fifty-six in your pocket. But um, once you have it, no, then... you'd each have to throw some money in your pocket, but not a dollar fifty-six is for the whole game. Oh, it is. Okay, I guess I never thought it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed a ton of coins when we needed to play. I was like, choose what you need <laughs> from the coin jar. Um, yeah, that would make sense. Dollar fifty-six would be way too much. But uh, oh, there you go, even easier. Dollar fifty-six total, <laughs> and then everyone's got that. And at least a coin jar. No one's coin jar is lower than a dollar fifty-six unless you're just starting it. Uh, but yeah, throw some coins in your pocket. Throw a map in your pocket, or you can do what I did, honestly, and you could literally just draw this on a napkin if you wanted to. If you were in a pinch and you were looking for something to play, if you don't remember what it looks like, doesn't doesn't really matter as long as you know how many regions there are. But you could look up an image of yeah. the map and just literally quickly draw one, and you could play this game, and you'd have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, really, make, make your own really map. cool. Yeah, exactly. Or create something you want different and unique, and see how it goes. Um, so yeah, really cool. I really love the uh, modification options here within this game uh, for something you can just sort of do yourself. So as a print and play, it's not even really necessary to print it. <laughs> you can. Yeah. It's more of a create and play. Uh, and then yeah, the okay, only so, one. Huh? Yeah. The other thing I would do is the 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 chart of what to do for what you oh, need sure. to do when you flip things like that's the one thing i always forget i tend not to bring the rule book with it with me so i just tend to have like an i actually have an image a folder on my phone of images for games of things that i'm going to forget like how do you set up backgammon like <laughs> a, I, or what what ranks in poker hands are best so i have just a bunch <laughs> of file folders for these things this being one of them of so you just have a bunch of actions like you can google searches <laughs> Just no, uh, some of, of them are actually images I've made on my computer, <laughs> like uh, the game Coconuts, which is okay. basically like a beer pong, but with 
weird rubber coconuts. Uh, I there are different ways you can set up the the cups, and instead of looking through the rule book, which is half in Japanese and half in English, and I'm never exactly sure what's going on, I just have a quick reference sheet which I have, and then also I can occasionally send to my parents because they have that. I got that game for them, and they're just like, "Wait, how do you set up the cups again?" And I'll just send them send them a little text message with with the images of how to do things. So it's partly for my benefit and partly for everybody else. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great idea. I'll just shoot off a quick text or image. That's that's kind of nice. I'm gonna hit you up next time I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so. Really easy to get there. Really easy to keep with you at all times. Um, all right. And, and table space. Uh, obviously, you just need uh, space between you two for your little map. And the nice thing about making your own is you can potentially make it, I don't know, more complicated, slightly bigger, whatever you want to do um, to be more visible. Um, but uh, anyway, that little thing is going to be in between you. And then you're going to have your coins that you're going to be rolling and then your little bank of coins um, and next to you that's going to be changing in size obviously but just enough space to kind of shake them flop them down and then grab them and put them on the map so really really small in space so i can't imagine a game that is more durable for taking out a the pieces are mostly metal <laughs> and the map itself yeah it might get ruined but then you just draw a new one who cares so this game is just <laughs> just great i mean it, it's it's maybe the perfect takeout game in that side in that uh, category in, in that just, sense yes yeah <laughs> in the sense of am i worried about this getting damaged that's not the at perfect all game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so really great um and of course that means that it fits anywhere around the table and any any conglomeration of um plates and cups and table setup that i can think of that this will find a way to uh, flip in there unless of course like alex said you're playing at a library during quiet time <laughs> There is a slight noise factor to this, but just about the same as it would be for rolling dice. So as long as you're not slamming them on the table, then you're probably good. Um, let's see. What else? Okay. So table talk. Once again, this is a two-player game, and there is a – whenever you have a two-player game, regardless of how heady it is, some are harder than others. But regardless of how heady it is, there's always, I think, going to be some level of back and forth, of course. And this one does, once again, a good job of it. T territory control, I think – um, lends itself to that because you're you're doing your own strategy, but you're also trying to undo their strategy, and so it's a back and forth, gotcha type of thing, back and forth, and so it sort of lends it to ups and downs, and ah, and oh, and so this game definitely has that where you've got to be like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. Oh, what am I going to do there? Or aha, you didn't see that or didn't expect that. So anyway, it, it's fun to part of it here as well lends it to the strategy of playing or they're playing with the strategies in this game the little strategies that you can uh, or the feints and the little strategies that you can develop they're really fun to sort of uh, kick off and see what how they work and then also your opponent's reaction to them and the back and forth of that so i think table talk is really fun in this game um how what how do you what how would you rate it then for playing with liz who's not this isn't her favorite genre of game but was there a good back and forth you think or is it more of a Pensive uh, game. I, I want to say it's definitely a good back and forth. I, I, although I'm not. Again, she hasn't really gleaned over into it until just recently. So I think most of the time when we were playing it, she's she was begrudgingly playing it. So if there was table talk, <laughs> it was more of a, is this over yet type of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, the last few games that we played, uh, she was definitely more like 
into it. We were able to talk about other things and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, huge focus on, you know, what, what's my next move? Because you don't really know what your next move is until you flip those coins. So you have, it's, it's, it's a thinker, but not, it's not a brain burner at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a good way to put it. It's, um, it's enough to make you really feel like you've got to create a strategy, but it's not going to make your head hurt, and you can still have a few drinks and pay attention to some other things in passing as you're playing the game. Yeah. Um, so really, really great for that. Uh, all right, let's see. Who would and would not like this game? Well, probably anyone who's looking for something a little bit more deep, but I think this is a well-designed set of rules that any gamer can appreciate and have a good time with. It's very cleverly done, and for um, territory control, the you know it's very simple. The mechanisms are pretty straightforward. It's just all about how you um, sort of commit to them or what strategy you develop in the game, which is, I think, the example of a really well-designed set of rules. It's not like I kind of said before, there isn't a way to do this. It's you playing around with different ways to do this, and then um, keep being cognizant of what your opponent's doing and try to use the rules to go back and forth. So there's just enough rules to give you guidelines and options, but not too many to make it feel like, well, I don't, I have one thing to do and it's not really fun. I've, I, I have options. That's the fun part. So, um, I think any game would really enjoy this. It'd get a kick out of it for such a small game and the amount of strategy here. The only thing I could think of is someone, well, go ahead. Uh, and and if you're really if if you really don't like it, it's so easy easy to just get. Like even if right. you want to try it out, like are you I, I can are you just going to be so begrudgingly angry that you have to draw a map at some point in time, or they have to find a print, or you had to find coins in the world? Like I you you didn't pay anything for the game basically. I mean I, when I paid for it, I think I paid five bucks, and that was because I chose to pay five bucks. I think the Kickstarter was very much of a you know pay what you want and get the game type of, I think you could have paid a dollar. Yeah. I think you may have been able to pay like a 50 cents if you wanted to, and you would have gotten the game. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's a deal. What are you complaining about? Yeah. Get off your high horse here. Jeez. What can we do for you? Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, high, high marks all around for this. I, and I guess, once again, this is just a great little game to take out and um, play around with over conversation and drinks and in, in, in a meal. So you're probably going to play. This is one another one where you're going to play a few times, maybe take a break, maybe play it more, maybe play another game, too. It's not going to take you through the whole night. But honestly, I could kind of see this taking you through the whole night on and off. You're not going to play it all the way through. I think you just get bored and tired oh, with yeah. it. But you know, have a, have some conversation and then get back to it. Try a few more, try another round or two. And I feel like you could go in and out of this game over the course of an evening. It's kind of like the, sh- the, the shortness of it is kind of nice in that sense. It's kind of like eight minute empire or other games of that ilk where you can kind of um, play it several times over the course of night, not necessarily back to back, but you can go in and out of it. Yeah. Or you could just play it, determine who's going to buy the next round, you know? Oh, that's a great way. Enough. Yeah. Incorporate, yeah, incorporate it into I that. It's perfect. That's a great idea. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's how you, how you should do it. <laughs> that's exactly how you should do it. Um, and, uh, in fact, if you don't have the coins right away, you can just uh, figure out who buys the first round, and they have to supply the coins. Next person has to buy the beer, and then you go back and forth, back and forth, until you can't walk. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, be careful with this one. Be careful with this one. But, um, yeah, uh, would your mom like it? I... 
Jeez, I don't know. I'm going to say no just because I don't think she's into like territory control at all. I think she's like Liz, which is just, it's just not her thing. But there are some fun ups and downs of this game that I think she'd get a kick out. This is another one, and this is another category we should just create. Would your mom like watching this play? <laughs> <laughs> and I think she would, might get a kick out of people going head to head with it because it is interesting to look at and be like what are they doing and how they're doing it with the coins and the reps or the rapid ish pace of this game it's sort of fun to watch especially because there are little highs and lows in it but i don't think she would like playing this game uh no she would not like playing it's again two-player area control there yes there are ups and downs but nothing where i mean if she has to reference a chart to know what to do all the time (laughs) it's I mean, the best you're going to do is, like, a chart to reference how many points you just scored. Like, in Farkle, like, that, she's fine right. with that. And to be honest, she's memorized that that scoring thing pretty right, right. well. She knows she knows that one in and out. This one, I think she's going to be like, wait, okay, if I can move. And then she would not, she would not enjoy this. She can't. I mean, unless she's really, like, a savant at it and she can just shove it in my face, uh, I don't see her enjoying the game. And I doubt this would be the game that she would be a savant at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, All right. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else we can say about this one, but I I think it's definitely a recommend for sure. And, I mean, geez, it's a recommend because it costs nothing. I mean, if you can find a way to get the maps, they they seem worth it. They seem, like, really cool, and it's nice to have that art. Um, But uh, you could literally just make this game yourself. Um, And, of course, if if you do, I don't know how you would get a hold of him, but you can find a way to fire off a I liked your game to Adam P. McIver and um, say, uh, hey, that way. I think, yeah, Tasty Minstrel is listed as a publisher. So did they do the Kickstarter then, or do you know? Uh, I think they did. And now that I look in the back, you can actually get a version of this for your mobile phone. For a mobile version of CoinAge rules and translations, they have a little QR code that you can scan. So if you just go to playtmg.com slash CoinAge slash rules, you could literally just have the map on your phone. Although if you're going to having drinks around your phone, you might spill things. But who doesn't put that into their phone? Uh, You could play literally on your phone. Right. The same thing. (laughs) Uh, just hopefully you have some sort of scratch protector. So if you have very sharp coins, uh, you're not scratching your screen. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Use your uh, old phone that you just uh, replaced at least. And then you you might feel better about it. I don't know if I'd ever want to play this on my phone. <laughs> I feel like I don't trust someone else who's getting too excited about the game. Uh, I'll play it on someone I'll else's phone. I'll slap my coins down on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Slam. I'll play it on someone else's phone happily, but uh, my phone's suddenly going to be uh, tied up. But uh, just anyway, carefully yes. slide this coin across your screen, <laughs> push it to that territory, and move it around. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, this is highly recommend. Definitely check it out. Really cool little system of rules and a great game. And uh, geez, I was even thinking you could tour the world with this game and play each different, all different currencies and different uh, coins. Ooh. It'd be fun to uh, try to do that with different uh, different coins you can find. Canada is your closest option, but uh, Mexico, I guess you get some coins from Mexico. Although Mexican coins are heavy and big. <laughs> so they are thick. Yeah, they're really thick. Um, but anyway, highly recommend Coin Age. Check it out. All right, guys. I do have a catchphrase, but <gasps> I didn't write it down because I thought of it while we were driving. Actually, my wife helped me think of it while we were driving. So I'm going to try to 
butcher it now and i might have to amend it later and be like this isn't exactly what i thought because i'm trying to remember wait what was it it was not bad all right here's the catchphrase it's the catchphrase is uh when you're away games make you feel like you're home that's not bad that's not bad okay uh, i can see where you were going with it <laughs> yeah see i feel like i i had a I had phrased it better but i can't remember what i said so anyway i'll probably i might amend that one or something later but uh that's my catchphrase for the day. I even got one done while I, we were driving across country. So double kudos to me. Pat on my own back for that one. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, of course, you can in a couple ways. You can get a hold of us on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can then go to or not then you can or go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, about your suggestions. We are we still have a lot of games to do, but uh, it is getting harder and harder to find different games right now that are so small that fit our exact little uh, guidelines for this show, but um, there's more out there. We'll find them, but we'd love suggestions I've got, too. I've got a list of plenty. It's just it's harder to play them uh, in in the current climate that we're right. in. Well, fair enough. Yeah, it's that's also, the other thing. It's also harder to f- literally find them in the current climate. Right. That we're well, in. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, I, we I, we just we were going to do one recently that I dawdled about getting and then suddenly it was gone and they're like it was a game that came out and uh, would have been perfect and unfortunately was uh, all bought up faster than usual and I should have thought about it too because that uh, this was after everything got shut down and so I think everyone's just like let's grab it and play it at home and then it was gone so um, anyway but we love suggestions if you guys have them of course all right everyone well that'll do it for us thank you so much for listening and we will catch you all on the next episode bye